and welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. It is a very nice, crisp, cool fall, very sunny fall morning here in central Ohio. And I don't know about you, Craig, but I absolutely love this weather. I have no problem with it whatsoever. I um, coming who, in. It was who 50 are you? <laughs> it was fifty three degrees on my way in, right. and um, and it didn't feel you know terribly cold no, no. and all that. But um, it, it does get chilly at night, and it's really good. But yeah. um, I was looking at the forecast today. It's supposed to go to a high of seventy, but this is like the this is like the warmest day of like the week of the yep. next ten days yes. because if I if I'm not mistaken like high of Wednesdays like a fifty eight or something or yes. fifty nine or so I mean it's probably going to get into the sixties but that's um yeah because they're always off by a few degrees they really are they're off a lot by a lot mm-hmm. but um yeah but, sometimes yeah. it's up like five six degrees but it's been absolutely gorgeous and um you know we got a little bit of rain yesterday afternoon I don't know if you guys got it here um in Richwood but we got it in in Marysville it missed it a little bit yeah it's gonna be mm-hmm. high fifty eight tomorrow. With oh, a chance tomorrow. of thirty seven percent chance of rain. Oh, High fifty nine on Wednesday. Thursday's gonna be sixty three. Thursday night though is gonna get down to forty degrees. Yes. It's good camping weather. Yeah, it is. It's good camping weather. I love camping this I have weather. to break out my my poncho. You've seen my poncho, haven't you? It looks like the one that Clint Eastwood wears in um oh what is it? Fistful of dollars. Which one which one does he wear the poncho and he puts the, the Oh that's uh yeah. Is that fistful of dollars? Yeah. He puts the pot belly stove underneath yeah. of it and they shoot him, they yeah. think they've yeah. killed him and they haven't. Yeah. And then Michael J. Fox um rips that off on Back <laughs> to the Future three. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. So um how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. It was a good weekend. Pretty good. I got to go hunting. Got to sit in a tree stand Saturday morning. I saw the pictures in the video. Yeah, so I had like I've got a trail camera out back there. And and right now, like <clears throat> the buck movement is just so sporadic. You you're probably not going to shoot, you know, a mature buck this time of year. I mean, unless you have them really well patterned, you're hunting on a field edge or something. And I'm not. Right, right. I'm hunting a pinch point, and um, uh, or a funnel in in the section of woods. Right. And um, so I've got a quite a few pictures of some really good sized does, and um, there's one doe that I've said I will not shoot. Because she has a fawn and the fawn had to have been dropped late. Like this fawn still has spots all over it. And wouldn't you know, opening morning here, what doe and fawn come through? That one. <laughs> it's the way it works. Yeah. I mean, literally they were right under my stand. I could have like, you know, right jumped on the fawn. Like she was right there underneath of me. But, um, but it was neat. Just they, 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 they were, were very close. Super I mean, close. Uh, when you, when you sent the video, I was like, dang, that's just right, right underneath you. Yeah. But they were, they were there for like 15 minutes. I've videoed them quite a bit. I had a video camera as well. And, um, and so that was good. Are you taking a video of me? No, or I'm not. You sent a, a Snapchat? I am, but okay. not of you. But anyway, so it's, I, I just enjoy watching them, you know, even though I wasn't successful for the hunting portion, it right. was nice just to be able to see god's creation and well the video was really cool but uh, you're right she had some she had some spots on her but very um, young and i know you're not supposed to eat those and show, <laughs> supposed to eat uh shoot those but you got and i do not and let me tell you again i do not like deer meat I, because you have not had it cooked right i think it's the absolute I, it's a delicacy it's gross bro it's not it is gross but i will tell you this I do like those little button bucks. Yeah. That's some good eating and I could eat those all day long. So fire away and invite me over and put those things on the Blackstone and I'll be there. Well, I'm not shooting a button buck. So if you do by accident, call <laughs> right. me and I'll come over that to help you. That does happen either. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So call me and let me know. <laughs> so thanks for joining us for Grounded with Brandon and Craig. Right. We're, uh, we're going to have PETA after us later. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's been good. It was, you know, a, a day of, um, Football on Saturday, and and I cooked um, dinner. Had a buddy from college that we haven't seen for a while come up. He oh nice was driving through, um, coming up from Kentucky, going to Cleveland, um, working up there this week, and um, nice shadowing some uh, someone up there. He works for Apple, and um, so we haven't seen him in in quite a while. So it was good. Um, he was there for four or five hours, and. I cooked dinner for us, and, and we caught up and watched a little football. He's a Kentucky fan, so we were watching See, the Kentucky game. He must be, um, he must be right walking right next to God. I mean, people who are Kentucky fans, um, literally are walking in the spirit. Uh, he is. A, they've he, got I, a, they've got a whole different view on the spiritual world. So. I will say he is a really good dude. So you know why? Because <laughs> it's because he's my friend. Well, 
He's a Kentucky fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you say so. There, he's actually him and you, and you're you know I'm fifty fifty on you sometimes, but he's one of the only Kentucky fans I can stand. Well, I like to give it just for the fun of it. Exactly. But, um, and he'll do, him and I will do that too. Like, but we're respectful. Like if Kentucky and Carolina play and Carolina like absolutely like demolishes right. Kentucky, I won't text him. Now I know give it a day or two and he'll shoot me a message and be like, Hey, great game. Right. We've got to the point now where we'll even text that night. Yeah. Um, same deal. Like if, if, if Kentucky, you know, just wallops Carolina, he won't message me. He won't be a turd. And so, um, but yeah, he, he's one that I can. I can stomach. Well, yeah, it, you know, and and I would agree with some things that people say, you know, about Kentucky on the negative side, because right. you know, if I'm if I'm just being a realist, because I am a fan, but I'm also I understand things, and I'm like I said, I'm not a big a fan of our of our coach, and um, I'm always um, leery that he's going to get us into trouble, mm-hmm. and um, and it could happen to that someday, but may may not. I he's been there long enough now that I think that possibly we're going to be in the clear, but he just uh, he's just not my favorite. Um, coach and right. um but besides that i do love kentucky basketball and i love kentucky and so there we go well i will say this their football team they're playing well and that's um honestly that's not one of those things that um um you know that happens a lot and kentucky exactly. doesn't get a lot of accolades for the football because they don't really put a lot of effort into it. But I think, I think that might be changing. They it got in be. trouble years ago. You remember that? Uh, their coach did something and I, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but they actually got like, um, fined and almost like kicked out right. of the league for like, what was it? Like eight years or something. So that really hampers your football program for sure. Cause you get nothing. So nobody wants to play for you. Nobody wants to come there. So it was just, it was just dismal. So I think that's what happened. I think we're still recovering from that, but for sure. For sure. So those of you who are big Kentucky fans will be right with me. So, <laughs> which nobody, nobody, <laughs> exactly. Well, at least you admitted it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so what about you? Good weekend? Yeah. Uh, not bad. Um, did a lot of work and, um, you know, yeah, you um, did. Thank you. What's that? Just for getting me sermon outlines. I know. I got, got it to you guys yesterday and I just saw that Randy sent the email. Did he? So, yeah, I think so. Um, if you're, if you're listening, Randy, I think I just got the email from you. So, uh, let me, let me double check to make sure that, um, check my email. I'm sending a Snapchat. I think he's got a question actually to ask. So, yeah. So, uh, he's got a question. I'll have to answer for it later. So there we go. It's not, it's not the slides. So, but anyway. Okay. But no, it was a good weekend and I thought we had a good weekend here at church and it was um, good. It was a, um, little, Little lower, a little lower, but somebody said we had it was busy week weekend in Richwood homecoming, with, um, homecoming, and yeah, and, uh, I don't know what goes on and all that, but um, you know, there again, it's like um, yeah, I, it is what it is. Yep. So agreed. I, I don't even know how to talk about it. I guess we just won't. Just <laughs> not. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on. So. <laughs> no, it should be a good week this week. Um, looking forward to um, just continuing this series. I thought yesterday's message, we'll get into that here in a minute, but I thought yesterday's message was good. Um, before we go any farther, just so everybody's clear, um, this is my voice. I'm Brandon. And I'm Craig. And that's Craig's voice. Yesterday, we had, I had. I did too. She came up to me as well. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you, it's Sue. It's Sue. Better. Sue. Sue, we're talking to you right now, so if you're listening... She uh, came up to me and said, um, "Okay, you talk too much about baseball." So she did say that. That's she did tell like me the that. Second so person. we're gonna we're gonna save that till the middle of the podcast, too, just for you. And then um, <laughs> she also said, "You guys sound so much alike. Like, I don't know who is I can't who." Can't tell you apart until Brandon says Allie. And um, and I and I'm sure that we do sound alike a little bit, but you got to realize something. Um, my voice is so much more manlier. Than Brandon's and my phrasings are different than you. Your phrasings are different. The manly part is debatable. I don't wear a dress. I don't or either. yoga pants. I don't either. Um, one of us wear have worn yoga pants. Yes, actually, they were running joggers. No, they were straight out, straight out like yoga pants, like they were like hip huggers. When you were younger and Danae was a little girl. If she wanted to be Tinkerbell and asked you to be Peter Pan, would you have worn them for her? Be, um, be honest. No. You would have. I would not. You are a softie. 
Oh, I was a softy, but I probably would have wore sweatpants or something. But, you know, I would have done what John Wayne would have done. I would have refused. I, I would not have turned in my man card. It's hard to tell what John Wayne would have done. By the way, Sue, this is Craig talking. It's hard to tell what John Wayne would have done. He ate, he drank cream and sugar, vanilla syrup in his coffee. But he had 10, like, shots of espresso. Two. It was actually two shots yeah, of espresso. Yeah, it was two shots. I mean, that'll keep you going for days. It will. I'll give you so, that. Yeah. But anyway, that was, uh, that was enlightening. So Sue, I hope you can figure our voices out. And this is Craig, by the way. But, maybe, yeah. maybe we'll just talk, you know, and not talk. I, I won't mention Allie. Or what we should do is I should mention Allie. You should. You know, when Allie told me this the other day, it, it should be like, oh, wait a minute, who's talking? We will confuse <laughs> Sue so bad, but but it's all in fun because we love Sue. Exactly. We appreciate so. her. But, but thank you for listening, uh, Sue, and thank you for for those of you who listen all the time, regular on, on everything. So Maybe it's not just Sue. So if you were listening in podcast land and you think that Craig and I sound alike, then – let us know. Shoot us an email, richwoodchurchofchrist at gmail.com. If you know us personally, reach out to us. Um, I don't think we sound alike. You had a great point. You're like, well, that either means that Brandon sounds you extremely, know, like old. extremely old or Craig sounds extremely young. We're going to go with the latter. I'm going to go with the latter. That, that I sound extremely young and, and I still, I still don't understand because our, our phrasings are totally different. Correct. I mean, I break up my phrasings and I, I've always done that. So it's just, the way I talk, mm-hmm. and um, and you don't do that. Here's the problem. This wouldn't be an issue if I have not lived in Ohio for the last 15 years because, you know, coming straight out of Virginia, I sound like a country bumpkin. Did you? Maybe I just need to talk like that some more. Maybe. Well, when you run in the Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian. Whatever. But you would think that you'd have a little bit of that. At least the people on ESPN get it right. They say Appalachian State. Your mom has it. Oh, she's got it. Yeah. There's certain phrases, certain words that she says. Yeah. And they're for me too. Like, and even sometimes hunting season, like it just gets there. But like anything that ends in an INE, like I'll say, no, that's mine or that's fine. But I'll I'll say certain words like, like people say like pecan pie. I call it pecan pie. Pecan pie. Did you hear that? I did. And, um, like acorns. I call it, I call them acorns. You know, speaking of corn, I dropped the phrase for corn sake. For corn sake, you did. I, and I stopped. I'm like, I, I, ha- I don't know what brought that on. You were like, I have not said that in forever. So there you go. That's for corn sake. I, I, I did that during the first service. So. Yeah. You didn't do that. <laughs> I do that the second. <laughs> Caught myself. Yeah. You also first service said that Elsa or Anna let it go. Yeah. But, and I got you corrected. You fixed it. You got like corrected by like 100 times. I got corrected. <laughs> Like nobody got anything from that except you got the character wrong. Well, at least I had a um, a biblical correction for you. You did? Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you said First Corinthians five seventeen instead of Second Corinthians five seventeen. You know, every now and then when you speak so much, you're going to have a slip of the tongue. You do, and um, you do. It happens. It happens to the best of us. And then on the it second service, on the second service yesterday, if you were here, if you watched it, I I um I, I said what the scripture was, and I turned around to read it from the screen. I was thinking it was going to be another scripture. It, I, I totally started to like totally mess that thing up and I had to stop and look at it because my, my mind was thinking of the next scripture. I don't know how I did that, but I finally pulled it out. I was just like, Oh my goodness. I, that doesn't happen much. Do you remember? <laughs> I've got this on my computer somewhere. Remember when we were recording, pre recording our services? Yes. Back during the whole COVID crazy time. <laughs> yes. And, um, Remember I started that song and I started playing it in one key and I started singing it like in another oh, key yeah. and it sounded like I hit puberty. Oh yeah. And we had to stop and It's like somebody punched him in the throat. Carly was singing with us and she was dying laughing. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. And and then I told her I'm like it happens. The funny thing was was like she was leading a few weeks later did the same thing. You know what's funny about that is um I don't really remember us ever messing up when we go when we're live doing it, but we had mess ups. We did because um, one um, one day I was we were pre recording and I was in the middle of the like I was smack dab in the middle of the message. You spaced out so bad. I totally lost my train of thought, and I I looked you, at my he was sitting on the front row, and I said, "Can you 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 gonna be able to splice this together?" Like I went, completely forgot where I was. Can you he, fix this? And he was like, "Yeah, just leave a space here and then start where you." like left off and i was like okay it's so like like a space and then boom i went right into yeah. it <laughs> and i'd say some people probably didn't even catch it no i i don't think so either and then there was one sunday 
or one time we were recording, mm-hmm. and um, and I got I forgot to turn my mic on, and I was like, "Hey, everybody, welcome to RCC Home Church," and my mic wasn't on. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. And I had to come back in, and I dubbed my voice, and then he synced it up I with synced me. It up with it. Yeah, you yep. would never even have known it. Yeah, what what do we You're call like that? Magic movie man. movie magic. Movie, movie magic, yeah. Yeah. And there were some days, if you guys don't know, and uh, we were talking about this a few we weeks were. ago. We were. Uh there were some days where I couldn't when he when the worship people were could record, I couldn't record that day or Is that like the village people? Yeah. The worship people. And so he would record yeah. The worship we did like on a Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And I did mine on a Thursday. Yeah, and you would never even know we weren't in the room on the same time. And he would uh, time like a certain point at the end of my message, so he could dub over and start playing behind me mm-hmm. like you do. You would not even know that yep. we weren't there together. Yeah, it was. I know. In, in my in my video editing software, you know, you'd have like four layers of video yeah, yeah. and and sound and all of that stuff. It was kind of neat. Yeah, it was but cool. I don't miss that. That was a lot of work. But I'll be honest with you. It was some good quality stuff. It was right? good quality. The live stream is not as good quality. It is not. But man, I'm going to tell You're you what. You're a little limited. I think that's why we got people hooked because our quality, I mean, I had some people because you know, nobody was meeting. Right. So everybody was watching everybody. Right. And so, but I had, uh, I had people. You go to church from, five times in one day. You could. And I had people from larger church, uh, uh, you know, either text me or you know, emailed me or, and told me, it's like, you guys, this quality is, better yeah. than ours and we're in a church of 3000 people and that's cool uh the sound was better the the quality of the cuz i think they were actually doing a live stream mm-hmm. but you know what i mean and you we were just straight out recording yeah there was a lot like there was a lot of post editing work that went into ours right. too like we would record and that took what Hour, hour and a half. Yeah, and he would always say, now the real work now starts. Now the real work <laughs> begins because then you like i would go in and and thankfully we run pre-sonus um, that is our, the name brand of our sound equipment, our sound boards. And that's exactly what we're recording onto now. So what happens, like we record the podcast and I go back in and I open it up in a editing software, um, that PreSonus makes called Studio One. And then I edit our voices and make them sound more manly. Do you though? Yours especially. I have to work harder on your voice. Oh gosh. I don't believe that. Yeah. That was fun time. I've though. never worn yoga pants. Again. And I've never worn a pink flamingo shirt. But you have drank. And a I've never worn Beeb's a dress. Brew. You have, you have drank a Beebs brew. I have not. Yeah. I I I I don't think so. So Kevin Beal yesterday, you you talked about you know <laughs> men wearing dresses and all yeah. that stuff, and I went up to him after first service, and I'm like, hey man, I said you've got to quit. He was standing there talking to somebody. I'm like. You've got to you got to quit wearing dresses. Like Craig addressed that, and he talked about it, and and he said that he come up found me later. He said that I walked away, and and um, the guy that he was talking to was like, "Is he serious? Do you wear dresses?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "No, man, I promise I don't." Well, then I heard you guy. He came up and said, "Well, at least something about I don't wear yoga pants." Yeah, he did. And you went, and I don't wear skinny jeans. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we were we were back and forth. So, love you, brother. But. So yeah, we had a good day yesterday. We're the whole we've been talking about your inner compass mm-hmm. and what we need to set that on and and I really think that Christians think that they have their compass set on God, but you you know if your compass is set on God or not if God is not the if God is the top priority in your life on everything, I mean jobs, sports, hobbies, kids, whatever, then yes, your compass is set on right. God. If you are halfway given that compass to God, then it's not set on God. Right. I think the whole thing of this, and I've been saying this for, you know, three years, but when you, when you look at where you're at, you, you, it's either God or nothing. You can't do God in some things. Now, I'm not saying you can't do God and enjoy your life and God and have sports and all that, but I'm right, saying that right. you can't mesh the two like they're equal. Exactly. And that's what happens, you know, those, in, in a lot of places, sports or other activities or, right. You know, you know, for me, hunting could become my God. Yeah. Um, you know, but we have to, Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, very first scripture you read yesterday. You know, and yesterday we were talking about intentionally following God. And, right. And it says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Like you said, we can participate in those right. other things. Right. But are we imitating God? Are we shining that light? You know, you read that right, scripture right. later, you know, for people to see. Because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. And that's really what it boils down to. And we've been given... Right. You know, so much of what 
the life of Jesus Christ looks like, what the compassion of Jesus looks like, what right. the love of Jesus looks like, all of that. And so, you know, following the example of Jesus Christ, of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Mm. Good, it's a good verse. Great way to start it off. You it know, is. as we think about imitating, mm-hmm. um, or sorry, not imitating, but intentionally following exactly God. You know, we have to imitate Him. Well, I, I I love the first what what do we call it? Six words or seven words? Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Yes, that's everything you do. So when you work, imitate God. When you're um, play, imitate God. When you're at church, imitate God. When you're whatever you're doing, if you're at right. the store, imitate God. Um, I'll have to be honest with you. I preached a sermon yesterday, and somebody pulled out in front of me on Route 4, literally pulled out in front of me. Like if I was on – if I happened to look over to the the, the side, I probably would have T-boned this guy. Right. And um, I didn't really imitate God at that moment. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything bad, but my mind – and I did yell out because <laughs> – Right. And uh, But it, number one, it scared me. Oh, um, yeah. And I don't like jamming down on my brakes like that to where my – yeah car skidding and it didn't skid but i squalled right and um and then he waved and i don't think he was paying attention but um it was literally like he pulled out in front of me from here to the door over there and i was yeah i i wasn't going as fast as i normally go i just had come out of ferrisburg uh toward the church and that guy pulled out in front of me and i was going about 45 miles an hour so but if i was going 60 yeah i would have clobbered him exactly so but any uh, uh imitate define and it says, follow as a model, copy a person's speech or mannerisms to mimic or resemble. Mm-hmm. And um, that's pretty good, I yeah. thought. Um, and that's, I think, exactly what the Apostle Paul is teaching us, that um, we are to imitate God in everything we do. We're, we're to imitate him in our mannerisms and in our life. And how do we do that? We we find that out through through his word. Right. And I don't know how Christian can imitate God if we're not going to read his word. For sure. And um, yeah. so, um, but I... I just think that, you know, that scripture, you know, says, you know, live a life um, filled with love. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everything that God does is love. Yeah. Even even when the when he disciplines you, it's, yes. it's out of love. Yep. Even when he says, don't do this or thou shall not, it's, it's out of love. And uh, the world and our culture defines love totally different. And, and I don't get it. I don't right. get right. that kind of love. It doesn't look like love to me. Well, and then they point the finger at Christian is like, you're not loving. Exactly. Well, no, your exactly. definition of love is different from God's definition of love. Exactly. And I love Charles Stanley's mm-hmm. this quote. Was good. It was really good. And um, I, I was looking at a picture of Charles Stanley the other day. He is old. He's getting he's getting Like, is there. he 90? I don't know. He's getting up there, though. Speaking of 90, before I go on to this, sorry, guys, we're trailing. Uh, my wife yesterday told me that James Earl Jones is now stepping down of being Darth Vader. He's not doing anything Darth Vader. He's been doing it for... What, 45 years? Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, she told me this yesterday. She was reading an article. Do you know how old um, James Earl Jones is? Mm-hmm. 91. Is he? 91. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, Charles Stanley, here's his quote. He says, um, God's love hates evil and... Yeah, God's love hates evil. His love involves justice, righteousness, and his love doesn't bend to the culture's definition. His love won't give into whining and complaining. God, God's love is that we would just do what he asks us to do. Mm. And um, because he knows what's best for us. So if he says, don't do this, it's what's best for us. If he says, right. here's what you should do, then it's because of what's best for us. You know, right. anything that God tells us to do, it's in for our, it's for our best, um, for our best life here. Right. And, uh, I know it sounds like a book title or something, but, um, it's... what? <laughs> sounds like, doesn't Joel Olsen yeah, have I, a book? Yeah, I can't believe I just your, said Your that. best life now yeah, or something yeah. like that. We're not endorsing that. Do not read it. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, well, thank you for joining us for granted. i got to go for therapy now. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> All right. But everything that God does is for you and I to have a life that is going to lead us to the path toward him. Right. And that that's a life of peace. It's a life of joy. Um, and so that's that's why we do. Right. That's what now, we now contrary to what Mr. O would say in his book or in his messages or, or whatever – that doesn't mean that we're always going to, you know, be happy. It doesn't mean that, no, no. that things are always going to be on the up and up. Right, things are going right. to be great. You know, we're going to have, you know, we you saw 
Paul a couple weeks ago who was on a, a boat in the middle of a storm, right, shipwrecked. Right. You know, things are going to be in this world. You will have trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, God never promises that if we follow him, things are going to be, you know, perfect roses and exactly. you know, butterflies or whatever. I don't know. Those are the first two things that came to my mind. Roses and butterflies. Um, roses and butterflies. Unicorns and rainbows. Well, that's what happens when we wear yoga pants. But anyway, exactly. um, I, um, I, I, for, for you and I to imitate God, um, we have to be his child. Mm-hmm. And I, I said yesterday that, um, many people and many Christians believe that everybody's a child of God, but that's right. not necessarily true. Correct. That is not it's a true. choice. Yeah. It's a choice you make. We're, uh, God created all of us, but we're not all his kids. Yes. Not all of us are his kids. And, um, you, um, you know, you've got to choose Jesus Christ. You got to, you got to choose him. I, I believe as I read the scripture, not only as your savior, mm-hmm. but also as the Lord of your life. And if mm-hmm. Jesus is the Lord of my life, Jesus is going to tell me what to do. I'm going to listen to what he says. He has command of my life. I have yes. relinquished everything over to him. Correct. And so a lot of people have a difficult time with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do too sometimes. For sure. But, but I love, you know, and this is the, the, one of my favorite verses, 2 Corinthians 5.17. You read this. And, you know, whenever I meet with anybody about getting baptized, you know, and, and again, it goes back to that choice. You, you know, in that moment, you're choosing, I want right, to be a right. child of God. I want to be a, you know, Paul tells us a co-heir with Christ. You know, God has given us inheritance. Right, right. Um, through Jesus Christ. But I love 2 Corinthians 5.17. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone. A new life has begun. Mm-hmm. That's a you know that that really is a good verse. Yeah, it, yeah. it's um it, it really does lay it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. That means he's the Lord of your life. You're going to be that new person. I'm, you're not I mean you're not going to struggle with that right, stuff. Right. And um, but you know I've come to the conclusion that you either follow God or you follow the culture. You follow mm-hmm. God or you follow Satan. If you're following the culture, you, you got to, folks. If you're if you if you are waffling between God and the culture, you have got to see how satanic and how demonic yep. the, the culture is. Just, I I just think they're vile. Um, right. Even just down down to some of the commercials, like oh, for yeah. insurance, and um, I mean I I'm amazed at like you know sorry for this, but the like the Viagra commercials and right. the um like being tested and mm-hmm. uh, for HIV and all that, and they it's just they try to make these um you know like same sex couples and mm-hmm. gay couples look like it's you know romantic but they're talking about being tested for certain things and I'm you know I'm just like this is this is the most demonic thing that I've ever seen and it is it is a brainwashing and it's a brainwashing not just for you and I but it's a brainwashing for your teenage mm-hmm. kids your boys and your girls and even your younger kids because right. they're seeing that right you can't you used to think oh okay I'm going to get a break here from the show but you can't even get a break from the show right. because the commercials right. are just as bad as the show and I'm just astounded by that. Yeah. I mean, where's the days of the Kool-Aid man bopping through the well? You know what I mean? And uh, Right. Remember that? I do remember. Oh, yeah. Hey, Kool-Aid. Right. Yeah, the right. only problem is like that That showed destruction. Like if I did that in my house, I'd have got spanked. I'd have, you would have been. But if I'd you ran were, through a wall. But think about if you could have yelled, hey, Kool-Aid. He just ran through your wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to have a Kool-Aid man cup that changed colors when you when it got like You cold. know, that is pretty awesome. I, like I wouldn't mind drinking out of that cup. That's vintage. Yeah, that would be. Imagine drinking coffee awesome. out of that. No, I couldn't. So anyway, you either you either follow God or you're going to follow right. Um, you're going to follow the world. And if your inner compass is not set on God, it's honestly, it's set on everything else but God. So right. It, it, it'll lead you down the path of where Satan wants you to go. Mm-hmm. And um, and you never really will follow God to the way that you're supposed to be or experience him until you have a new birth. Right. And right. all of us need – we need to be born again. Yeah. And there, I'm just going to say it. There are Christians who have been baptized, but you've never been born again. Yep. And this is sad. This is totally sad. I, you know, I've had people tell me, and I've had people tell me even in the last you know four or five months, you know, when I get my life together, then I'll I'll come to God. Right. Get life together, I'll come to church. What's that all about? Right. Um, we have to realize, too, though, that, you know, it's through God that we can get our life together. And, and this side of heaven, it's still not going to be completely together. You know, we've talked about that. You know, mm-hmm. we're, there's still going to be temptation. Satan is, as a matter of fact, when we choose to follow God with our whole heart, guess what? Satan's going to work even harder mm-hmm. at bringing us mm-hmm. down. Uh, but the truth is, is that, you know, the world also tells us that, oh, there's there's many ways to God. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Oprah will tell you that there, there are many ways to God. <laughs> Oprah, bless her heart. 
Um, but Jesus says, John fourteen sixteen, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Exactly. And that's what we have to realize is that it's through yep. Jesus Christ that we can go to God. It's through Jesus Christ that we can find restoration. It's through Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that we can become that new person. I, I like how, you know, in Second Corinthians 5.17, some of the versions say that, you know, you become a new creation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we are created by a God who loves us. Mm-hmm. We're created to be his light, to be that new creation. When you become a new creation or a new person, that's like born again, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're, you're totally a different Correct. Different person. Yep. Um, I love Acts 4.12. There's salvation in no one else. Mm. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Yep. <laughs> that goes along with I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you begin to imitate God. You're going to be in. You're, you're going to find that through his word. You're, you're going to get so wrapped up in the traits of God. Right. And the traits of Jesus Christ. Um, you're not going to be perfect, so no. you, you can't set on perfect, but you got to set on imitation. So it's like if you would imitate, um, okay, I'm just going to say it because that's the only first name popped in my mind. If you're going to imitate Phil Necro for the Braves long time right, ago, and right. this is from my days, okay? Yep. And so Phil Necro is a um, Hall of Fame baseball pitcher, pitched for the Braves for, mm-hmm. gosh, 20 years or more, and he's a knuckleballer and one of the best knuckleballers to ever play, probably will, will play. But if you were to imitate his pitching, and, and a lot of people have tried, because uh, he's the premier knuckleball pitcher, uh, you could probably look, look like his um, look like his delivery, right? But to get to get the total mm-hmm. pitch, you may not be able to get it because a lot of people Correct. have worked on it, Correct. like Tim Wakefield and guys like that. But um, you could probably imitate his delivery, right? But you're not going to be able to do that. So you're, you're kind of like, um, you're not going to be perfect at it, but you are imitating. You are him. imitating. And so as a Christian, you're not going to be perfect, but you are going to be able to imitate, right? Imitate the things. You talked yesterday about imitating some of the big red machines, batting yeah. fans of, you know, Joe Morgan and Johnny Bench and all that. So I used to do that with Chipper Jones, you know, and, and Chipper was a switch hitter. And so I'd practice, you know, I never hit, I maybe hit once or twice left-handed in a game. Um, could do it. Yeah. I just didn't do it because of it just I wasn't confident right. as confident as I wanted to be um but you know in the yard I'd get out there and and he had that you know where he would take and he'd get in a stance and then as the pitcher's you know working through his wind up he'd take like a half step back and then and I actually had to implement that because I had a big problem with overstriding with when I was at bat and Here's so, your baseball sue. There's your baseball sue. That's right. Enjoy um and Allison <laughs> but um but you know I would do that that half step and and I imitated that and it did make me better. Right, it right. It made me a better right. hitter because it fixed the problem that I was having. Um but but I love but I still wasn't Chipper Jones. I exactly. couldn't hit over 300 from both sides of the plate. Yep. Exactly. And it's really hard. I mean, it's really hard to, you know, <clears throat> to imitate um somebody and you have to work on it. Right. You, you you really have to intentionally do it. So mm-hmm. if you're going to follow God, you're going to imitate God, you're going to be you're going to follow Jesus Christ and be Christ like, you are really going to have to intentionally work mm-hmm. on this. It just isn't going to come because right. hey, I go to church or, you know, I I pick up a devotion book and read a devotion for 6 minutes a day. Right. It's just not going to come by that. You literally have to uh, work on doing this. Right. It's like anything that that you do. If you, you know, if you have to work on a project for your job or if you got to, you know, work on your car like mm-hmm. if you're if you restore a car, you're yep. working on that. It and just ain't going to happen because you got it in is the garage. a process. You, you know, intentionally I, work I on that. Think of car. that word. It's a process. It is exactly. You know, and and sometimes you're working on a car, guess what? You may make a mistake. And then you got to go back and fix that. And that's the way it is with our lives. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we, we get out of line and it's like, oh, I'm not walking in step with the spirit. I'm not imitating mm-hmm. Jesus right now. And so I've got to get back in line, um, with him. Well, I think it all go, boils down to you and I. Um, this is how you separate, you know, Christians from, uh, from another Christian is the born again thing, right? The new birth, right? And if you're born again, your heart's totally different. Mm-hmm. So that's where Second Corinthians five seventeen kicks in. Correct. You, you're you're definitely a new creation. You know that. If you're just a baptized person, because I believe in Jesus, well, there mm-hmm. may not be much difference in your life before, but other than you're going to change a few things, right? But I believe you're changing them on your own, right? Um, I know that's you're probably. People are listening like, what, what do you mean by that? But uh, you're working on this right. and not allowing God to work on that. Because if you're doing it separate from God, then what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, and, and it's an appearance thing too. Exactly. So, um, you know, I think I I mentioned this yesterday that people have told me 
through the years, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time, but I really have never experienced God. And I'm always like that. That astounds me when I hear something like right. that. I don't hear right. a lot, but I have heard right. it. I just, I just haven't experienced God. And I have to ask that person a question. Well, have you been born again? What are you reading? What are right. you looking at? Are are you really diving into God? What's your compass set on? Right. Because you've got to you've got to put this in. You've got to be looking for this, and you've got to be intentionally tapping into that. And the Spirit of God is going to uh, to work in your life. And I, I love the story of Nicodemus. Yeah. And you yeah. you spoke about this a few months ago, and um, when we were doing our chosen series. And I love that Nicodemus is this. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. You can disagree with me if you want. He's almost like this secret follower of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ because he's a part of the, the, the Pharisees and he's a part of that group yep. of people that we read about that, you know, they've got the religious jargon and mumbo jumbo down to the T, but their hearts are far from God. Right. Nicodemus is a Pharisee, but I don't believe that Nicodemus heart is far from God I at agreed. all. He's one of those guys that are, we're searching for this. So Nicodemus is a Pharisee and he comes at night to Jesus. And the question that Nicodemus asked in the very early part of John three, and I, and I love, I love watching it on the chosen, right? Because, uh, it's just done so well. But Nicodemus says, well, what do I have? What do I have to do to have eternal life? Right. And Jesus's response is amazing. And I, whenever I read John three, three in the, in his, in his response, when he says, I tell you the truth. And I love when Jesus says, I tell you the truth, because it's like, this is it. Yeah. This is the I'm final not lying word. To you. Here. Listen here. This is the final word. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Yep. That's huge. And there that are some versions kingdom. that say you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Exactly. So you have to be born again. That's, right. now let me ask you a question. That's not just baptism. Correct. Because you, you can be baptized and not be born again. Am I right? Do I have that right? Correct. Okay. Yep. So, um, so you have to be born again. And this is a huge, huge thing for us yeah. as, a, as a follower of Jesus. So what's that mean? Well, it means that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. Right. Again, he's going to tell me what, um, that he's I should be control. doing. He's in control. He's absolutely in control. So, right. um, I go against my feelings and mm-hmm. emotions or wants and desires or whatever. So. Right. Yeah. And that leads us right into what Jim Cimbala said. You know, you gave That's that a good quote. quote. Very good quote. He said, the Bible wasn't written for the world. It was, it's written for believers. That's why you never take your cue and direction from someone who is ungodly and then use God's word and they use God's word to shame us or try to, and try to get us to do something godless. So, and this is good because I love this because when the world shouts and they're not following God or the White House shouts or the Supreme Court shouts, you're being judgmental or you're not being Christian. You know what? You have no call to even say that because you're not even a Christian. You're not even a follower of God. So you would have no idea what's Christian and godly. Right. Because of the stuff that you do. Your life, again, your life proves out who you are. For sure. And I am walking with God. I'm born again. So you know what? You have, you really can't, um, you can't do this. And Jesus says, Unless you have born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So I'm just going to say this. The guy who occupies the White House, I don't care who supports this guy, he is not born again, and he is never going to see the kingdom of God here on this planet or the next if he keeps doing what he's doing. Because you cannot do what you've done and and see the kingdom of God. And those who are not born again and not walking in the Spirit and their compass is not set on God, the Scripture makes absolutely no sense to them. Absolutely. So when you hear things in the Bible where it talks about homosexuality or murder, which includes abortion and, you know, and, uh, and the scriptures that support that you should not have an abortion, you're not going to understand that because you, 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 you're not godly. Right. You, you're, God's word is not the final thing for your life. And how about 1 Corinthians 2.14? Mm-hmm. I love this. It's very good. People who are not spiritual cannot receive these truths from God's spirit. And it sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Yep. So, right there, we separate boys yep. from the girls and exactly. men from the boys, or whatever you want to say. It's it's separated right there. So, 
If you're not born again, you're not going to see the kingdom of God. And if you're not born again, you're not going to go to heaven. For sure. And I I loved this um, statement. You said you have to realize this. You cannot imitate something that you cannot see. Exactly. So you got to see God, don't you? You got to see the word. And you've got to hear his truth. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, you know, well, you can't see God. Well, yes, you can. You yeah. can. He, he's given us His infallible words. Exactly. You know, he, He's given us everything we need in the Bible mm-hmm. to see who He is, to see His love, to see you know all of that. I love the part. You know, we got to be born again. We got to have this new birth. But I also love the part that God's adopted us. Mm-hmm. I love that God chose me. Yep. God chose you. God chose all of us. And. And I and I don't know if I did it in both services, but I know I did it in one where I said, think about the sins that you've committed in your life. And I don't want you to think too hard because I want you to feel guilty or shameful. Right. But think about the sins in your life and then begin to think about how much God loves you and he's adopted you because yeah. you still did those things. He still wants you. Yes. And I, I think that's amazing. But you have to make the intentional decision to, to want God and right. to go to him. And so he's right. going to adopt you um, when you do that. And um, I think I asked yesterday, I'm like, how many in here have um, – how many of you in here have ever um, imitated your parents, both good or bad? Mm-hmm. And you said you never do some things, but you ended up doing it anyway. Right, right. Well, you do that because you're with him so much. You, you've been around him so much. And right. I think the more that you and I, as the child, as a child of God who's been born again, we're around the word of God and we're around what he's telling us to do, we're going to imitate God. Right. Not going to be perfect at it, right. but we're definitely going right. to, we're going to imitate God. And, uh, but I still, I love the adopted part. I just yes. love that. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's one of my favorite sections of, of scripture. There's a couple of different places, mm-hmm. um, where that's talked about. But yeah, and you know, that God chose us. He adopted us and, and like I said earlier that, you know, Paul talks about how we are co-heirs with Christ. You know, yep. we have an inheritance that right. is Christ's inheritance too, and that inheritance is heaven. It's nothing, you know, it's not money. Right. It's not jewelry. It's not jewels. It's not, right. you know, anything tangible. Yep. Um, but it's better than that. Yep. I love it. I love it too. And, and I said, uh, you know, when you're adopted, you need to learn some things about God. Number one, God is forgiving. Mm-hmm. But, you need to be forgiving too. For sure. And I think I said, we all love the part that God is forgiving, but we're not so much loving the part that right. we need to we forgive. We have to do it too. We need to forgive too. But, and this is a huge thing if you, if, if, if we can be really honest about this, because I, I said yesterday, if you can get anything from Christianity, it's this. You need to, um, repent quickly and you need to forgive quickly. Mm-hmm. If you repent quickly and forgive quickly, your heart's going to be soft. You're yep. going to be ready to hear what God wants you to do. But if you do not repent quickly and you do not forgive quickly, your heart's going to be hard. You're going to be jaded. I, I just think you're going to be a sourpuss as a Christian. Right. Um, for corn's sake. For corn's sake. <laughs> yeah, you read Mark eleven twenty five. It says, when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. This and is a huge verse. It is. Because unforgiveness, again, makes our heart hard. Exactly. Um, and it makes us bitter toward that person. And and there are some times where we just have to forgive someone, and they don't even have to know. Sometimes they don't even know that they've done anything to us. Exactly. And, you know, and I've talked to people, Christians, where they'll say, you know, my prayer life, I, I'm praying, but nothing's happening. You know, I, I'm praying to God, but nothing seems to be going on in my life. And, and I will. Sometimes I'll be like, are you are you having a hard time with somebody? Are you have you right. not, have you holding a grudge? Are you forgiving? And and a lot of times people will say, "Yeah, I am holding a grudge." Or, "Yeah, I am having a hard time with this person." And right. here's the thing: if you do not forgive, here's what's going to happen: your sins just keep piling up on each other. Right? You're right. not going to be forgiven in your life. Yep. So you need to understand you. You, you have been forgiven of these huge things in your life. And once again, think about to the sins that you have committed or the sins that you have done, not to feel guilty or shameful. Right. But what you've been forgiven mm-hmm. of. So why can't you forgive? Right. This is, this is not a suggestion. Right. It is a command that you yep. and I absolutely that, that we forgive. Yep. The second thing we can learn about God is that God is a giver. You know, we can see that. Yep. Um, you know, He gives us the opportunity of eternal life. Um, but you know, I love, is that second Corinthians, Corinthians, nine, it just seven. is, I have, I just have second on my thing. Second Corinthians, nine, second Corinthians seven. nine, seven and eight says you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need. I think that word is so important yep. and plenty left over to share with others. Well, you know, I talked yesterday a little bit about, you know, 
I've known people who said they gave 25 bucks in 1977 and they're still giving 25 bucks in 2022. That's not, I don't know what that is. That's not an offering or giving. Right. Um, giving is anything over an offering tithe. or tithe, tithing. Um, offering is anything over a tithe. And so if you tithe 10% and then you give above that, that becomes your, your offering. offering. So, um, we need to evaluate that. And, and, and even if you are giving, sometimes Christians give because you give them because you're mad or, you know, you're, you've gotten mad at something. Or so you, you don't give, or because, you don't you're give mad. because you're mad or you, you take stuff. You're like, I'm not giving to the general fund, but I'm going to earmark it for something else because you're peeved off about something. Folks, that verse right there, you must each decide in your heart how much mm-hmm. to give. And here's the thing. Heart. Yeah. God's looking at your heart. So if you're, if you're involved, Anything other than just giving to God, you get nothing for that. Yeah. I don't. You might as well. Withhold, you might as well hold you it. You might as well hold it because give it all is, one time. You're not giving to a church. You're not giving to a ministry. You're giving to God, and you're trusting exactly. that God is going to allow that church, allow that ministry, to do His work, to do exactly. His will. And, you know, and so, like you said, if you're withholding it or if you're earmarking it for a specific ministry or something exactly. inside the church, just keep it. Exactly, because your your heart's not right. Because Put it in a bank account and give it when you actually get your heart. Together, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then number three, uh, God is kind, but he's not a pushover. He's not a pushover. Um, You're going to have to read the Vadi quote because yeah, I can't yeah, right. see it all. And I, um, I I do love this quote by Vadi. He he says this. He's like, um, when, we, uh, when we enable ourselves or others, we end up becoming a victim. Having a victim's mentality is not godly. Remember, God doesn't raise up victims. He heals them. How about that? That's good. Too many Christians are living in oppression with a victim's mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's true. A lot yeah. of Christians living in, in oppression. Yeah. And it, again, if you listen to the culture, the White House, the news mm-hmm. media, you're going you're gonna to be in oppression. You're going right. to think that's the real world. It's not the it's real not. world. Right. But if your inner compass is set dead set on God, reading his word, and you're praying, you're getting involved, you're serving, you're giving, and, mm-hmm. and you're around other believers and you're worshiping God, guess what? You're not going to be living in oppression. Exactly. It's going to be a whole different experience for you. I love that. God doesn't raise victims. He heals them. He heals them. So I asked three questions yesterday, and the one they were like boom, boom, boom. Right. First question is, how do I know if I have experienced a new birth? Mm -hmm. And basically, you're going to see it in your heart. Mm -hmm. You're going to follow, and you're going to do what God tells you to do, and you're going to imitate God. Question number two: Do you have a desire to really know God's word? Mm. And you only know the answer to that. Yeah. You know, it's like if your answer is yes, well, that becomes the most important part of your life. Right. Question number three is, do you love do you love what God loves? Mm-hmm. So you got to love what God loves. So, right. And in the middle of that, you're going to also hate what God hates. Mm-hmm. And so um, you're going to love his church. You're going to love his people. You're going to you're you're going to do things for God that you never thought you were you were able to do. Yeah. Um, I told everybody. Yesterday I was talking about loving each other, you know, and forgiving each other. Uh, when I was at Westwood, one of the guys on staff had a cup. And I, I said this, I think, in one of the services. Yep. And the cup said, love you, God, not so sure about your people. Right. And I think we get to that way. Yeah. yeah. I think we think, oh, I love God with all my heart, but I don't really love Brandon all that much because, you know, whatever. He wears yoga pants. or I don't love he, Brandon he, a lot of times he, either. He wears, you know, sundresses or, or whatever. I do not wear sundresses. He frolics around. I don't know. You, you talked know? about that yesterday. I did talk about that yesterday. Goodness. <laughs> But here's here's a um, here, here's a scripture from John thirteen, thirty four and five. So now I'm giving you a new commandment: love each other, just as I have loved you. You should love each other, and here's the key to this: mm-hmm. your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Yeah. If the church is fighting and you and I are mad at each other all the time, we're inbred and fighting. Who? How's the world gonna know that we love love? How are we gonna right. show the world that we're disciples of Christ if we cannot get along? Right. I'm telling you, this is where the church gets this wrong, man. Mm-hmm. And, wrong. and again, that's where, you know, Satan doesn't have to worry. You know, when you're in that state, right. Satan's got us where he wants us. You know, I love Romans 15, 5 and 6. Exactly. You live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together, what? With one voice. Exactly. Giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the, the truth, is when we're living in harmony, when we are unified, when we are not bickering, when we're not... You know, fighting over little mm-hmm. tiny petty things, preferences, mm-hmm. or whatever else. Then guess what? We're giving praise and honor to God. Right. You know, that's that's our. It becomes our worship. Exactly. You know, as we join together. Uh, Philippians three eight. Every everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake, 
I have discarded everything else and counting it as garbage so that I could gain Christ. Mm-hmm. We gain Christ. We love each other. We we imitate him in everything that we do. Yeah. Yeah, I love the, the Psalm 25, 4 and 5. It says, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior and my hope is in you all day long. Exactly. You know, and, and I think that's a prayer, you know. Honestly, that should be a prayer we say before we get out of bed every morning. God, show me your path. Show me your ways today. You know, teach me your path. Guide me in your truth. Teach me, for you are my God, my Savior. My hope is in you all day long. And and God, may my hope be in you all day long today. May may I not get off track. May may I not let the message of the world or whatever's going on around me get me sidetracked because that's what Satan's going to want to do. He's going to want to get me thinking about something else or get me frustrated Mm -hmm. with this or mad at that or you know, upset with that person, mm-hmm. you know, help me to remember that my hope's in you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you uh, 100%. And um, it, it, it gets down to this as we, we just have to imitate God. Mm-hmm. We have to imitate what he says in Ephesians 5. And, and this is where we get into the part where I, I, I said, I'm going to talk to the guys in the room that I was just saying that, guys, we need for you to set a good example for our young boys and our and our young men. They need godly men in their life. And, and I just said, I'm going to go against the culture. We need masculine men. There's nothing right. wrong with masculinity. Absolutely. They, the world says it's toxic. God says it's godly. Yeah. So you decide. You're going to listen to the, um, the feminism of the world and the watered-down mm-hmm. men in this world when it comes to being manly? No. You listen to God. There's nothing wrong. Look at all the prophets and look at all the men in the Bible. Guess what? They're all men. Mm-hmm. They're masculine men. Mm-hmm. You think David was watered down man nope, absolutely not, not. and that's why i was like we need uh today our boys need good men in their life and I, that's what i said a real man would teach their boys it's not a good idea to wear a dress and to wear makeup exactly and i, I see people i see guys wearing dresses yeah i saw a guy in walmart the other day wearing a dress wow i didn't have my phone with me i wanted to snap a picture of him him mm. he's a he wearing a dress mm. I said, did John Wayne wear a dress? <laughs> no, but he did drink Beeb's brew. Oh, jeez. He may have. He may I, have. I, mean, I don't know. It, it should be a, a Wayne brew. Oh, gosh. Or something. I read Deuteronomy 22.5. A woman must not wear put on men's clothing, and a man must not wear women's clothing. Anyone who does this is detestable in the sight of the Lord God. And this goes into other things, too, in, in Deuteronomy. But, right. you, you know, we here's the thing. Are we going to imitate God? We're going to follow the scripture. Guys, you need to teach your young men and your, the boys around you to be men. Mm-hmm. Stop listening to the feminism of the world. Yep. Stop listening to these watered down beta men that don't know what men are supposed to do and godly men are supposed and to do. And it's so Stop crazy doing. how that message has changed. You know, I remember when, when I was growing up, like you threw the word out around of, Hey, you need to man up. Right. You know, and if you, you say that today, it's like, well, what does that mean? You know, it's like, exactly. No, no, we don't need that. We need love and whatever. It's like, no. And I tell Christian that like, dude, man up. Exactly. We, God, God created us different from women for a reason. Yeah. Our personalities are different from women for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And so men should not act like women and women should not act like men. Correct. Um, but, um, and that gets back to, we imitate God. Exactly. And God's word says differently. And, and the last scripture that I read is a scripture I've used several times because you just it. can't get away from it. I so. love it. Yeah. In Matthew 5, Jesus says this, um, 14 through 16. He says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. And I love you talked about how, you know, one single match. If you light it in a dark room, it yep. will light up the entire room. And then he closes it out in verse 16. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Yep. You know, and I think that's a perspective thing, too. It's like oh, yeah. God has called us to do good. God has ta- called us to, you know, all of this, not so that we can get the praise, but so he gets the praise. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when we are like that city on a hilltop shining brightly, guess what? Mm-hmm. We're shining so that people may see God. Not that they'll see the good things that we do. Right, right. Not so they'll right. they'll think that we're this awesome Christian or whatever. No, it, it all goes back to giving God the glory so that he right. gets the praise. Right, 100%. So there you go. There you Intentionally go. follow God. 
So you're going to have to imitate God and you're going to have to intentionally do that and um, put your compass on him and see what happens. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to talk about what kind of church are we? Mm. I'm talking about RCC. What are we? We a good church, bad church, great church, um, apathetic church. What kind of church are we? Right. And so what, what's, what's our compass set on as a church body? Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more and dive into more about unity and, and things like that because it's important. It's important as we move forward. Right. Especially as we make changes and, um, cause a lot of people are going to get this, um, a lot of people are not going to be happy about it. And, um, so it just is what it is. So, but anyway, we're going to find out what kind of church we are. Um, For sure. don't forget about coming up on the chosen's coming up and that's coming up on Wednesday, Wednesday starts night. this Wednesday. And six o'clock, six o'clock in the fellowship hall. Season two begins. So make sure that you're here for that. If you're interested, um, we got the life wise family carnival coming up this Sunday, this October second, three to five, three to five. And that's still anywhere with you acres. Okay. And they're still looking for volunteers. And then we also have coming up Sunday night, all October 2nd at 6 p.m. The night of worship around the fire pit. I haven't looked. I'll look while you're leaning on to the next thing, but I think the weather is going to be nice. It's maybe a little cool. Bring a blanket. And uh, Brandon says there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be s'more worship and s'more um, worship. Are you having anything like s'mores or hot dogs? Well, we can, or? we can do some s'mores maybe. Oh, that would you be You want, nice. you want s'mores? I like s'mores. Dude, Sunday. It's a high of 70. Oh, that's nice. Sun, uh, rain showers early with some sunshine later in the day. So hopefully it's going to be great. So at 6 o'clock, I wonder what time it's going to be. Probably 60. What time is going to be? It's going to be 6 o'clock. Well, 6, 6 o'clock at I wonder what the temperature is going to oh, be. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Probably, yeah, it's going to be nice. Don't forget about the Grow and Grow Go and Grow Crew. Easy for you to say. Yeah, starts on October 5th. That's next Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. And it's for second, third graders. 3.15 to 4.45, and they need some volunteers to help out. And we're not done yet. we got the What We Believe class coming up October 16th. It begins 6 to 7.30, and um, you can sign up at richwood.church forward slash sign up. There you go. And how about Trunk or Treat? Trunk or Treat, that is, October the 31st. That okay. is a Monday night. And so we're going to be looking for a couple of ways you can serve. You can bring in a individually wrapped candy, and you can drop that off at the church. Um, there will be buckets or something. Um, there will be bins located throughout the church starting this coming Sunday, and you can drop those off. Or you can sign up to decorate the trunk or back end of your vehicle and pass out candy. We're going to be in the parking lot across from the post office. The Richwood Marketing parking lot will be there again this year. And um, I think setup begins at 4. Cars must be in place by 4.30. You can Perfect. sign up, richwood.church forward slash sign up. And if you guys uh, just want to bring an extra bag of Reese cups, bring those to Brandon. He loves those. Those are like Scooby snacks. He likes the tiny the tiny Reese's so you can open them up and toss them yeah, to him yeah, like he's Scooby. Yeah. I wonder if that Ruby was snacks. the Scooby Ruby snacks. They kind of look like that. Reapers, it's a reaper. <laughs> I love Scooby. My mom has a great Dane because she loves Scooby. Okay, and I got one more thing to say. <laughs> I got, I've got more impersonations than you know what to do with. See, he's imitating. Scooby. I'm imitating. Good or bad, he's imitating Scooby, but probably not that great. All right, and then uh, guys, just um, if you're listening to this and you are a man, um, I'm actually going to be leading a six week study. Starting in January, I know it's ways off, so go ahead and put this on your calendar. Starting January the 11th at 6 p.m. for six uh, Wednesday nights in a row called Kingdom Man. Um, we're going to be listening to a little bit of Tony Evans, and then we're going to be discussing what the topic is for that day. So if you um, want to start rearranging your calendars, we're going to have a sign-up later on. But basically, I'm just putting a bug in your ear. Kingdom Man um, with um, with Tony Evans and myself. He won't actually be here, but I will be. So that'd be cool if he could be, though. It, it actually would be. I mean, I think we'd have a lot of people if he did. So, I'd but anyway, that's what's coming. Come up. if he came. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll be. Here. I'll be here. It's gonna be good. <laughs> so yeah, really good. So there you go. There you go. Good day and good topic and yeah. Busy week weather. this week. Good yeah, weather. They're all, they're all gonna busy. be a bit. They are all busy, but they're all busy. Looking. I'm looking forward to the night. I always look forward to the nights of worships. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be good. Less than a week away. Less than a week away. Yeah. So the, um, there was something I was going to tell you, and I can't remember what it was now. That my mind just went blank. 
I hate when that happens to me. It happens to you more often these days, doesn't it? Well, because I'm older. Right. But I sound younger. You do sound younger. Yeah. We're going with that. Well, hopefully Sue stayed with us and could tell who each of us were. I'm Craig, by the way. I, you know, I can go in and edit and make your voice sound like a woman's. And then she could tell. Uh, if you could see the look he's giving me right now, like we should saying everything I have. Not sign off. Jump out of this chair and punch him in the throat. Right we, now. Should, we should sign <laughs> off before um, my murder is recorded on audio. So, but if if he if he kills me, then who's going to post the podcast? I won't be able to. Do right. It. You right. Gotta go in and edit it, Todd. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks for hanging in with us. We hope you have a great week. We hope uh, we will see you this coming Sunday here at RCC if you're in the area. Um, we worship at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., and um, we hope you'll be here. Craig, I hope you're here for that. I'm, I'm planning on it unless something happens. Okay, sounds good. Well, hey, you have a great week, and I will you too. catch you later. See you guys.